0: and gentlemen, I am the host of Independent Thought. My name is Desmond Price. No matter where you are in the world, I want to thank you for giving me a few minutes of your day to hear my thoughts. As always, we have a great show for you today. Now here are our topics. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Independent Thought. We have taken a slightly longer break than I usually do. I've been getting these episodes out to you about once a week, so I do apologize that this episode's coming a little bit later than I originally thought it was. But I do admit that there is a semi-decent reason for that. As we've been leading up to the election, I have decided that I want to do an episode on the election or the topics surrounding the election for every episode up until the week of November 3rd. Now, as time has gone on, I thought that it was important to have the news cycle semi-dictate how my episodes were going to go. I just wanted to bring to you my reactions to some of the things that are happening centering our elections right now. It seemed like a relevant thing to do. This is a political podcast after all. So as I sat back and watched the last week and a half, two weeks, as I was sitting here trying to figure out what is my next episode going to be? I figured, well, that shouldn't be too hard because we are approaching, in the last two to three weeks here, what we've been told for years now is the most existential election in our history. So no doubt there will be something worth discussing, right? So I sat back and I waited for whatever this issue would be to come to the forefront And allow me to discuss it, to bring it to you. The people who listen to this podcast, thank you to everyone who does that. I was really caught off guard, though, that as I waited for days on end, I couldn't help but become really dejected by the fact that nothing materialized whatsoever. Nothing relevant, in my mind, anyway. Let me tell you what I did see coming through the airwaves as we approach this so-called existential election, which, truthfully speaking, I do believe it's a very important election, which is why I am as upset as I am about this episode that I'm about to give to you, because I feel as though we are not on the right path here. So what has been going through the media recently? Well, the media spent time the last like week or so giving both President Trump and Vice President Biden dueling town halls in which President Trump and Joe Biden faced questions about the election coming up. And what were some of the questions that were asked? Well, President Trump was asked about, do you denounce white supremacy? Because you know, that's totally a normal question that you have to ask because I guess it's not normal or it is no uh, this doesn't make any sense first of all we shouldn't have to ask a presidential candidate if they denounce white supremacy this isn't the night this isn't like the year 1905 or whatever like what is going on here we're asking president trump about whether or not it's a good idea that he retweeted conspiracy theories if he will transfer power peacefully if he loses like who does he owe debt to like how much money he paid on his taxes, why he keeps attacking mail in ballots, trying to undermine the election. I know that we've spent four years now with President Trump and that some of this just might seem normal because now it's just like, oh, well, this is just who he is. Let's all try to remember the fact that none of this is normal and that none of this is okay. Like, whether you, you know, believe in President Trump's policies or not. We should never be okay with this behavior of any politician. I don't care what letter is next to their name. No Democrat or Republican should ever, you know, be okay to just act the way that President Trump acts, like going through the future. But moving on from that side note really quickly here, the media also took time to ask him how he feels about masks. Because, you know... He, for whatever reason, like has been making fun of Joe Biden over the last few months for wearing a mask, even though when he's asked directly about it, he'll say, oh, well, I have no problems with masks. Well, if you don't have a problem with masks, why are you constantly making fun of people for wearing them? That's a different subject. Here's my point. The media isn't asking him anything about policy, honestly. They're so caught up asking him about clickbaity type questions like, will you transfer power? Or why are you retweeting conspiracy theories about Navy SEALs? That we're not getting the questions that we deserve. And are those questions coming up elsewhere? Let's find out. At a recent Trump rally held over this weekend in Nevada, was Trump talking about the things that we need to hear at his rallies? Well, let's see. He was talking about Hillary Clinton's emails. Still, four years later, talking about Hillary Clinton's emails, a person he defeated four years ago, and after several rallies of the lock her up chance, has never once tried to pursue any kind of charges against her, but he still feels the need to talk about Hillary Clinton's emails at a rally in Nevada in 2020, four years after he defeated her. So now, what else is he talking about? Hunter Biden's emails. I'm seeing a trend here. Okay, so he's talking about Hunter Biden's emails, which this story, to be completely fair, does smell a little fishy. Hunter Biden apparently used his father's name to garner influence within other other countries and to just, I guess, get paid with just like, Claiming that he would introduce people to his father sounds pretty corrupt to me. But in the age of Trump, where Trump makes a bunch of money through his companies by having foreign diplomats stay at his hotels and having taxpayer money going to those places, or just openly having, you know, like his son, his uh, son in law being the person who brokers peace deals between Israel and Palestine because he has no qualifications whatsoever to do so. It kind of rings hollow when you call somebody else corrupt for their family making money off of their political access. But I'll just keep that one to the side a little bit. I'll just, you know, if this was a football game, they would call that offsetting penalties because both teams committed a foul there. But let's just move on from that. What else does Trump talk about in his rallies? Is he talking about the issues? He said that If I had listened to the scientists, we would all be in a depression right now. Democrat states are staying closed just to make me look bad. They're hurting our economy. I'm not going to go into why it's disgusting that President Trump said that, but I'm just going to point out just really quickly, besides the fact that that's just a terribly, terrible thing to say, that... As I listened to another Trump rally, yes, that makes seven now, um, I did not hear any answers to the issues that we're facing. And what are those questions? What are those issues? Don't worry, I'm going to get to that. But let's see. Is Joe Biden talking about the issues that we need to hear about? Let's see. What does Joe Biden talk about on Twitter mostly? Or what does he talk about when he's being interviewed? Well, Joe Biden doesn't really say anything. Joe Biden's running the easiest campaign in human history. I mean, he's basically cruising to what seems like a natural win, basically by saying, wear a mask, listen to scientists, and Trump is a bad guy. No talk about the future. No talk about how he's going to fix things. No talk about how we're going to move our country forward. He says the same basic things over and over again. Trump does this, that's wrong. Listen to scientists, wear a mask. We need to restore restore the soul of America. What does that mean? What does that mean? I'll say with full disclosure, I've already turned in my vote. I voted for Joe Biden. I have no idea what he plans to do. He's not talking about the issues that we're facing. He's not bringing up the questions that need to be answered. And when I come back from this very short break, I'm gonna tell you what exactly I'm talking about.
1: Betty's Divine is a locally owned boutique on the magnificent hip strip in downtown Missoula, Montana, that has been a fixture in the Mountain West since 2005. We have a fondness for vintage-inspired clothing, shoes, and accessories for humans, as well as the real deal found in our vintage department, Divine Trash. Betty's Divine presents a snapshot of Northwest styles with an emphasis on street, skate, surf, and rock and roll culture, as well as Americana classics. Alongside a radical selection of clothing, Betty's Divine offers a damn fine array of shoes, jewelry, records, and accessories to satisfy any taste, whatever your age or vibe. You can count on us to prioritize financial, social, and environmental responsibility without sacrificing the look. Visitors enjoy a lovely atmosphere, dreamy tunes, and the best customer service in the West. And you can shop us online at bettysdivine.com. Hey, Indie Thought listeners. Has this past year helped you rediscover your creative and crafty side? Well, then you're going to love our sponsor for today's episode. Bathing Beauties Beads is a full service bead shop in the heart of downtown Missoula. Whether it's seed beads, semi-precious stones, vintage beads, or just materials to make a project, they have something for every person and every price range. Not from Missoula? Don't worry. They have an extensive online store and they will ship directly to you. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, they'll welcome you and help you make your next project a reality. You can find them online at Bathing Beauties Beads on Instagram and Facebook or at BathingBeautiesBeads.com. And don't forget to use offer code INDEPENDENTTHOUGHT at checkout to save 15% on your order.
0: Welcome back from the break, everyone. So in our previous segment, I was going over the fact that the media... Donald Trump and Joe Biden have been in the last two, well, in the last week or so, which is the final two to three week period before this quote unquote most existential election have been largely ignoring the things that are the most prevalent to our country. And I wasn't exactly touching on what those things were, but let me address them completely now obviously the giant elephant in the room is the impact of the coronavirus. So when you listen to Joe Biden, for instance, he doesn't really say anything. He says, we're going to put a plan in place. We're going to make sure that the people get help. What does that mean? What does that mean? Like, There is no concrete plan coming out of Joe Biden right now about what exactly he's going to do. He just says we're going to listen to the scientists, which is nice. I guess Donald Trump has put the bar so low that even hearing someone say that makes us feel a little bit better. But I can't get over the fact that there's nothing substantive coming out of Joe Biden. In fact, nothing substantive has really come out of him this entire run Presidential or primary wise, Joe Biden's been running on a singular message of Donald Trump is bad for a year and a half now, which is why in earlier episodes I had such a hard time embracing the man in the first place. It was only through Trump continuing to be the person that he is that I finally decided that my vote for Joe Biden was really just an anti Trump vote. This isn't really an endorsement of Joe Biden. He's yet to prove to me that he actually deserves this job. I'm just so sick of Donald Trump that I was willing to vote in anyone to get Donald Trump out. And it's sad that our election has really come down to that. But when you ask President Trump what he would do if he got reelected to another four years, how will you solve the problems in our country due to coronavirus? His simple answer is, oh, well... You know, uh, if I get back into office, uh, everything will just get better. People will go back to work. We'll recover so fast. You'll be amazed. There's no plan. He has no plan either. So we have one person who has no plan and another person who has no plan but says, listen to the scientists. So that is how damned we are right now as a country. We have two people who have no plan about how to get us out of a crisis that basically only comes onto our planet once a century. And this is a pandemic that is affecting people in so many different ways. I mean, not only do we have the catastrophic loss of life that we're seeing across the country, but what we're going to be dealing with even after the vaccine comes out and people do become immune to this and life starts to get a little bit back to normal the untold story here or the story that people don't really want to acknowledge right now is the economic hardship that's going to follow. I mean, in between February and April, over 22 million jobs were lost. And since then, less than half have come back. More and more companies right now that are going out of business are going out of business permanently. And it's going to take years for people to get back on track And the last time that I checked, if you're not aware of this, bills don't go away while you don't have a job. They just pile up. You know, one of the narratives that we heard a lot through the primary process was that our economy wasn't working for most of us. It was just working for a very few, like, slice of people at the top of our country. And that a lot of people were, like, one $400 emergency away from not being able to pay their bills and going bankrupt essentially. Well, what do you think is happening right now? As these eviction moratoriums aren't gonna last because people who can't pay their rent right now, they're just having their rent being stacked on top of each other to this giant pile of debt that they're not gonna be able to pay adequately because they don't have jobs to go back to. We're gonna have people being evicted out of their homes there are people who don't know how they're gonna put food on the table. There are jo- there are certain like sectors of our economy that are just going away completely. I mean and I think it's absolutely criminal that Joe Biden and Donald Trump both seem to not have a plan about how to get us back on track economically. Because obviously the public health issue is its own thing. We have to just wait for the scientists in our country and around the world to develop a vaccine that is you know like just something that we're just kind of patiently wait for. We can't really do anything about that in the meantime, but it, what we can do is address the economic hardship. Now there are talks right now going on about stimulus packages that are supposed to help people on unemployment that are supposed to hopefully get small businesses the the loans that they need so they can somewhat stay afloat. But right now you're seeing posturing coming from Mitch McConnell in the Senate and Nancy Pelosi in the House who seem more interested in trying to hang up a stimulus not being passed on the other party and hoping that it'll play well in the election versus coming together and actually getting a deal done to help all of us out. So the Democrats in the House and the Senate Republicans are basically playing politics with our lives and they're trying to blame the other party on the fact that nothing's getting done. And we're all supposed to just sit here like we don't see this happening in front of our faces. Meanwhile, back in the real world, suicide rates are rising. Domestic abuse is rising. People are falling behind in school because teachers are overwhelmed by all that they're being asked to do. So students aren't really getting the quality of education that they need right now. We're not getting the schools the funding they need to do this giant transition to virtual learning that's going on right now. And all of it just seems like it should be the only thing that we talk about. But yet, as I said in the last segment, what are we talking about? Presidents' retweets. Should you wear a mask? You know, whose town hall had higher ratings? This is all bullshit. Why is that the topics that are being discussed by Joe Biden, by Donald Trump, and by the media? Who is letting these two candidates go without having to answer real questions? And let's forget about the real questions that would be asked in a normal election. We're not hearing anything on foreign policy. We're not hearing anything on climate change. We're not hearing anything on immigration. We're not hearing anything about... Even like what was just happening a couple of months ago with criminal justice reform. It it is disgusting to me that what we are seeing in the last week or two of the presidential election coverage is absolutely just has no substance whatsoever. It's empty calories. It's just clickbaity type headlines to get people outraged, there's literally nothing there that's going to help us understand which candidate truly has a better vision for us going forward. We are locked into this idea of either you're voting for Donald Trump because you think Democrats are corrupt, or you're voting for Joe Biden because you think Donald Trump is corrupt. And that's basically what our elections come down to because neither side seems to actually want to talk about the real issues that affect all of us And we should all be pissed off about this. I was sitting around waiting for something to pop up in the news cycle that felt worthy to talk about. But the fact of the matter is, is that it took me so long to put this episode out because everyone in this election right now, whether it's candidates or the media covering these candidates, is absolutely failing us by not talking about the issues that we actually need to hear about. And I want you all to know that as this election comes to a close, if that continues to be the case over these next couple of weeks, that we continue to be fed absolutely nothing while we're going out and voting in crazy numbers right now. People are voting like they've never voted before. The early voting numbers are insane right now. People are motivated and yet our leaders aren't giving us really anything to look forward to other than hatred of each other. And so I want you all to be aware of this as this election starts starts to come to a close here, is that once this election's over in a couple of weeks, we still are going to have all of these problems that I was just talking about. And we're going to have to transition from hating the other half of the electorate to how do we work together to fix these giant problems. And I can only hope that one of these people finally figures out that when you start talking about absolute Nonsense and actually get back to focusing on the issues that are harming this country. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Independent Thought. I, once again, am your host, Desmond Price. If you found this episode on YouTube, please go ahead and subscribe to my YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or somewhere else, please go ahead and subscribe. My final thought of the day is a quote that I want to share with you. And it is that there are three kinds of lies... Lies, damn lies, and statistics. But I'm going to add a fourth one there because the fourth one is polls. Do not believe the polls, everyone. Do not believe for a second what they are telling you. Get out and vote. People are voting in record numbers right now. Do not wait until the last minute. People under 35 years old, I'm talking to you specifically right now. Stop waiting. Get out and vote now. That. Thank you for listening to this episode. I will see you all next time. Remember to embrace your independence.